0: Y'all yeah, welcome back to the top flight pod. You know what it is, you know what we're here to do. Back on screen today, beautiful Austin, Texas. I'm with the boys. We got my G Neff in here today. We also got my G Primo excited the week before the home opener. Man, we got a lot to talk about, a lot going on in Austin and side of things. And also some European fixtures that we gotta touch up on. But I'm gonna start off with the man wearing the Real Madrid crest on his chest. Neff, how you doing, bro?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, lots to talk about, like you said, uh, some some European topics, but, you know, trying to get this uh, Austin FC season underway.
0: Nev, what do you think about the Super Bowl halftime show? Thumbs up, thumbs down? Mm, I mean, I couldn't tell you. I didn't watch it. <laughs> okay. YG Primo rocking the, the Verde keeper kid, Really nice keeper kid, bro. How are you doing tonight? You know, all
2: right, bro. You know, all right, brother. What'd you That'd think really about it? Super Bowl halftime show. What'd you think? Man, I was, I was like dancing, bro. I had my shirt. I was, <laughs> I was sweating and everything, bro. I was dancing. <laughs> hey, peace up. A-Town.
0: Hey, Whenever that came on, dude, I, I went, I went crazy, bro. But hey, shout out to everybody that's on the Patreon. Shout out to everybody that's on the Discord. Once again, thank you for all your support. Uh, this season, it's going to be madness. Hopefully we have enough, uh, enough, um, good results to bring out some positive and, and good content and even when things get bad you know Austin and C fans do become very critical and we'll see what happens how we can uh, control that that side of things if we can but once again shout out to everybody that's on the Patreon appreciate your support but myth Primo uh, without losing any more time brothers let's get into the show because we got a lot to cover tonight shout out to Bali shout out to B as well and all the boys out there to help out we're Austin awesome tv football critic having a hell of a sunday but okay we're going to start off tonight on the new york red bulls match really laughing uh 3-3 result the final match of the coachella valley invitational for austin fc where they ended up with one loss one win and one draw that loss came to chicago fire it was a one-no defeat the win came against uh, the LA Galaxy and Diego Fagundes. So it was a 3-1 result. And then uh, we turned around and tied to the New York Red Bulls 3-3, which we're going to talk about here right now. It'll be a quick brush up, but let's talk about what we saw. Now, uh, the goals came from Jimmy Far Carloon, Diego Rubio, and Javier Obrion. Those were the Austin FC goals. But before we get into the Verde and Black goals, I really want to talk about the defensive, uh, the defensive display I guess is a, is, is a great way to put it, that we saw against the New York Red Bulls, the Rebels, New York, however you want to call it. Because the first goal, Neff, uh, it came very early. I'll start, I'll start off with you, bro, because, you know, I believe you're going to have a strong opinion on this one. But uh, in the minute 12, Wiki Carmona looks like he just runs through the entire defense. And Valencia looks like he got caught flat-footed there. And not only is it on the defense, Brad Stuber looks like a statue. And it was a nice finish to his opposite post, bangs in the post, and then goes in. Neff, what was your thoughts, brother, when you saw this highlight being posted by, uh, it wasn't posted by Austin MC, it was posted by the New York Red Bulls. What did you think when you saw it?
1: Yeah, well, honestly, it's just, you know, you and I, we've had a lot of uh, back and forth, uh, behind the scenes, and it's just this defense, right? This defense and, and how it's improved or will improve at all, I don't, uh, this game was just another testament to it. However, uh, just like you, we've we've mentioned, the lineup was uh, was that the starting lineup. Correct. It, it was that, but yeah, uh, I don't think it shies away from the mistakes that the starting eleven makes. If that makes hmm. sense. Now-
0: Now, you mentioned the starting lineup, especially that back four, and you're right. We have Hector Jimenez, Antonio Gomez, who was the trialist, still is on trial with Austin FC, I believe, Uh, Salvatore Mazafero, and Sheik Ture, right? Those guys, you know, you you hear those names and you know who they are, especially Sal, especially Ture, especially Hector. But at the end of the day, you know that this won't be the starting lineup for Austin FC, at least the back four moving forward. Now, uh, when we move forward, you know, we talked about that first goal, a little bit of a defensive mistake by uh, valencia and some of the young guys out there but then it was 2-0 by minute 35 austin mc did tweet out that new york red bulls had scored uh primo it was 2-0 at one point but then slowly we started to come back and diego rubio gets his goal then you had jimmy far get his goal and then you had jadro O'Brien with his absolute rocket the end of the day new york red bulls tied 3-3 right but primo what was your thoughts on this match the new york red bulls now i know you can't really analyze much of it because there was limited footage out there. But from the result, 3-3 made. What was your
2: thoughts? Uh, I mean, just another preseason game, you know. Uh, uh, it's uh, part of the part of the tour that we're, we're having over there at the Coachella Valley. So, um, you know, my takeaway is that we're, we're able to bounce back from the 2-0. Uh, second goal was... Uh, you know as easy as the first one I think you know defensive mistakes but uh, guys are looking sharp Diego Rubio you know I think these three guys definitely stood out not only this game but the whole preseason Diego Rubio Alder and, and Jimmy so seeing them score and, and get on the scoreboard of that game was was good to see after even after you know that galaxy game so
0: Now, in that Galaxy game, Primo, you do mention it. It was the same three guys that got the goal, if I'm not mistaken. Jimmy scored in both games. Diego Rubio scored in both games. And Jadro Brion scored in both of those preseason games. So you absolutely love to see it. The new guys coming in and producing is what uh, we said on Twitter when that game was going on. But some other things happened in the New York Red Bulls match. We saw the first touches in the verde and black for Guilherme Viru. You know, he makes his uh, preseason debut out there in Coachella uh, and then moving forward, we also had Mr. Anthony Precourt tweet out the green smoke right after this game concluded. And there was Tom Bogert news mid-game, talking about Austin FC, was after uh, Mr. Brendan Heinz Eich, which now we know that he ended up signing for the team. But Neff, what was your thoughts on Brendan Hines Eich? We can talk about him right now because he was, you know, that, that rumor was announced or maybe the news was announced when it was really mid-game, Austin and New York Red Bulls. But what was your thoughts on Mr. Brendan Hines Eich joining uh, Austin FC?
1: Well, I, I I do think he's just you know another another piece to the puzzle. I don't know that he's the piece that solves anything. It's just a you know it's just fill another, filling another spot, right? Uh, I don't know how many center backs of I guess MLS caliber we're gonna bring in without necessarily being extremely successful in the league. Uh, they're gonna bring in, so I I do think that if if it's like um rodo and wolf said that there's no money and you're misusing that money and just bringing in more players that are more the same that you already have i don't know necessarily how it's going to help the club
0: okay all right now this is the tweet from tom boger he says sources austin mc finalizing deal to sign center back brendan heinz who is out of contract and formally with dc united Heinzeich, 29 years old Made 46 appearances with DC. Source adds his deal is significantly less than what he was on last year, which was 467,000 per MLSPA. But anymore, your opinion on Brandon eich We see that he's going to be making significantly less than 467K, bro. I mean, that's a steal when you have a guy like Hedges uh, making 900,000. Julio Cascante just under seven hundred thousand leo bison i believe is in the same range rodo i'm sorry rado when he was here he was making around six hundred thousand as well but we get a probably one of the youngest center backs that we have other than uh, leo you know this guy hides like, he's 29 years old mls vet and he's going to be making significantly less than 467k more again uh what was your thoughts on this signing because you know Boger came out with the news but then it was made official later on after the match concluded
2: Yeah, we we saw everything on Twitter, uh, a little bit of a curveball. I don't think a lot of people didn't see the, the signing coming, uh, but I'm, I mean, I'm definitely happy with it. You know, it adds a, another center back to to the group that we got. And as we all know before, that's always been, you know, a big issue for us. So it's good to see that we're gathering a, a group of center backs and, you know, we're we're going to be ready for. If if those injuries come, you know, hopefully they don't. But if they, they do come, um, we'll have some some backup. You know, um, twenty nine year old, not not too young, but you know, he's also not over thirty. Some European experience. Um, coming, what was he, free agent, free? You know. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's that's another important thing that we're getting him for free. Um, and so, and then on top of that, you know, the contract that you mentioned. Yeah. Um, is good for us also
0: now so we can put uh the nail in the coffin on the new york red bulls and austin mc match you know it, it did end up 3-3 you know we're talking about brandon hans because they both were happening around the same time um, but before we get into some quotes of the media availability where brandon hines was uh, was 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 part of you know i just want to mention uh finley did get the assist for jimmy's goal i really like the attitude that jimmy showed in that match because he knew that we were down he scored and got the ball out of the back of the net something that drew does it's a quite good characteristics to see in a young player especially when you see it in a guy like Brucey gets the bod out of the back of the net and then the comeback uh begins right even though it ended up 3-3 but uh really uh, impressed with jimmy in that match diego rubio also uh, impressing folks and then Javier O'Brien scored a bombazo. Maybe a bit of a deflection, but he doesn't care. But all gentlemen. Now, I want to move forward to this quote that we got from Brendan Heinzeich uh, from the media availability. And a lot of Austin awesome FC fans reacted well to this quote. Uh, and if I'm going to get your take on it first, this is Brendan Heinzeich. He says this, quote, I'm here to help the culture, help the club move forward. Obviously, I'd love to play as much as possible. That's the role of every professional player, especially at my age. I'm also here to learn, get to know the guys and push the culture as much as I can. He continues. The culture is very detailed, very methodical how they go about things here. Much more methodical than anything I've ever been a part of. There's an expectation from a fan base that I didn't realize how big it was until last night at the Jersey and Bealing. It was quite quite impressive. It's a winning culture. Now, this guy sounds like he's saying all the right things, but it doesn't sound like a chat GPT generated response that's rehearsed. I really like what he said. A lot of Austin M.C. fans like what he said as well. But what do you think on uh, his his words? Some of his words, because the, of course the media availability is like thirty minutes long, and he talks for ten minutes.
1: But this quote really popped out. Well, I think he said uh, he said the right things, like you said. Uh, it's it, it's hard for me to take the uh, those words are more than what they are a face value because. At the end of the day, what matters most and what matters to this club is that it gets the results on the field and. Um, I mean, hopefully he he seems eager to, to try to win that starting starting spot, which I mean, I, I hope uh, it does increase the quality because the, the team needs it. So uh, with that being said, it seems to he seems to come with the right attitude and hopefully that's the case.
0: Yes, man. Hopefully that's the case. We'll see what happens with him. Now, Primo, do you want to add anything on that quote, bro? I mean, uh, what would you think of uh, some of the words that Brandon Heinzeich had to say on the culture, the fan base, saying that it's very—it's uh, not, you know, not only big, but there's expectations. And somebody actually said, "Hey, who told Brandon Heinzeich about Bali?" You know, because they were saying that the fans have expectations that he didn't know about. So, I mean, what do you think of this guy, Primo? You know, kind of uh, dropping some nice words for the culture
2: at Austin FC. Yeah, I think he's uh, definitely coming in with some confidence. Um, something that I, I, I'm taking from, from what he said is um, it kind of seems like Austin SC is doing a decent job on laying out what it's going to be like here and, and what's expected. And, uh, you know, that's that's good, you know, coming in, you know, knowing what, what's what's going to sure. happen and, you know, how to get to work, what to do. And um, so I think, you know, Austin SC is doing, I think, a good job on, on that part, you know uh I like that he, he appreciates the culture, the fan culture, you know, fan culture here is a really big thing, so um I love to see, you know, every every new player come in and and recognize that. 100% bro. Now,
0: uh we also got to hear from uh, Guilherme Biru. We also got to hear from coach Josh Wolf in the media availability. Now, I want to talk about Guilherme Biru just real quick, spend a minute on him. We don't got to take too long because, you know, a lot of folks didn't really get to uh, to Comprehend and understand or really hear what Guilherme Vito was saying because he was speaking in Portuguese. There was a translator, but, you know, Fullberg critic mentioned how there was some things that weren't really picked up or whatnot. So uh, just some 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 stuff here. We released a reel on We Are some TV. Now uh, I'm going to read this shout out to uh, the North End pod. Uh, they had a graphic up. I'm going to read it from them. It says. Guilherme Biro saying, first impression is that we're a very organized team. There's a lot that I need to work on to be able to do my part. I've been waiting for this opportunity to come out here. So when they put me in, I'll be ready. Kind of, you know, because somebody asked them, one of the reporters, one of the media members, they asked him if he'd be ready to play on game day one. Guilherme Biro also says, when I was in Brazil, I was the type of player to create plays from building up from the back. Um, I have a lot of passion and a lot of hard work in me. You will never see me like that. You know, one thing that wasn't picked up Guilherme was saying that he's more of a constructive player from the back. You know, he, he mentioned that. And uh, some other stuff he met, he talked about, you know, I think he was asked if he missed home. And I'm not sure if he says that he doesn't miss home. But uh, I, we didn't get that full translation, so I won't, won't mention anything there. But moving on to what Josh Wolf had to say. You know, he says, Julio has a little leg injury. He's working his way back. Good to see Leo's gotten back into the mix. CJ got some minutes. Zan, Jean seems to be back up to speed. All in all, most guys are in a pretty good space. He continues to say depth is always a concern in our league. You have to stay healthy, you have to be you have to have good numbers. You want good competition in all positions. We have what we have. We'll get working and want to finish off preseason in a good way against New York City FC. And then one thing he says also, he said uh, Zan will get significant minutes against New York City FC. Biru has just arrived, which we all know. Uh, we gotta work with him through a lot. Physically, he's got to get up to speed. He was he hasn't played games in a couple months. He'll also hopefully be available for minutes against Minnesota. So, Austin awesome fans, keep your eye out for Biru. Uh, maybe getting some minutes against Minnesota next week. Now, if you're asking yourself about Diego Rubio, Joshua said this. He says, I think Diego is not fit. He's a good goal scorer. He's a different type of striker. Competition is good. He scored goals. Jazzy is going to need to score goals. We needed depth, and we were able to get that. Diego's competitive. You see that right away. He has grit about him, a combativeness, but real quality in front of goal. Now, Neff, which quote that I just read reads uh, kind of jumps out to you more, either something from Wolf or from uh, Guillermo Biedro, bro? 1st uh, I'm gonna take uh, Biedro's quote more more at face value. I think
1: I've heard a lot okay. from Wolf. I'm not sure how much I can believe after three
0: to four years now. Fair, fair, fair. Go ahead. Hey, I mean, is there anything you'd like to comment on one of uh, uh, Biru's quotes?
1: No, no, no. Only that. I mean, uh, he, he does seem very compromised, uh, especially when and am very honest when it comes to how he wants to integrate it into, uh, as far as him not necessarily being 100% ready, which I think it's something uh, fans need to hear. And if the fans need to uh, uh, have it come from the players being like, you know what, the system takes a lot to adapt adapting to and he's not going to be ready day one, maybe not day two. So, uh I think I think it's a it's a good uh, quote from him and it's actually he's actually one of the uh, only players that I'm really actually looking forward to seeing uh, their career uh, starting in Austin.
0: Yeah, I think you and a lot of Austin FC fans as well, and are very excited to see what Beiru can bring to Austin FC. Of course, me myself personally, I'm waiting for him to bring that Brazilian flair, you know that 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 fight, that technicality that that league brings, right? And uh, some um, what was I gonna? I'm going to get to about Bidu. Uh, Sorry, just thought about Bidu so much there, mate. Now, uh, I did want to move forward to some other news that we got uh, later on this. Well, previously this week, we we got the news that Will Bruin, he announced his retirement. Former Austin FC player Will Bruin has retired from professional soccer. Primo, I want to get your take on this, mate. Will Bruin announces that he's hanging his boots up, a great career, MLS champion, CONCACAF Champions League uh, champion with the Seattle Sounders, bro. Uh, what was your thoughts whenever uh, bruin announced his retirement mate a lot of fans came out in support of him also
2: yeah i mean uh i mean well just you know congratulations to to him you know being able to retire after after such a long career um he i mean we'll be honest he didn't really do much last season for us but i think that was kind of um you know his 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 moment to decide whether he was going to continue playing or whether he was going to retire. You know, I think he's won enough. I think he's he's done enough to. uh, And coming to Austin, like I said, whether we won something or not, I think that was going to determine if he was going to stay in the season. But um, yeah, lengthy season. I think he spent all of it in MLS. I think so. Pretty cool. But yeah, congratulations. The dancing bear. The dancing bear dancing bear. I saw I saw
0: somebody on Discord say that, you know, even though we got to see Will Bruin towards the end of his career and a lot of fans did give him flack, they criticized him, you know, especially Austin MC for bringing him in in, in the first place, right, bringing in an, an old striker. But uh, what, what I saw somebody say is, like, they would have killed to have uh, Will Bruin in his 20s playing for Austin MC. And then I kind of sat there and I thought about it, bro, and I was like, dude, I bet this guy was absolute just... Just a truck, dude. Just running over guys whenever he was in his twenties. Man, I didn't really get to see him play whenever Bruin was in his youth. But I mean, I, I I would imagine that he he was a pretty good striker up top. I'm gonna look at some of his highlights when he was young. But you don't you don't get the the trophies and play for the teams even in, in MLS that Will Bruin played for without being good. You know, so I think uh, some people need to put some respect on Will Bruin's name now. Now, Neff, shout out to the Will Bruin news that absolutely saved my little brain fart earlier. The other thing that I was gonna say on Guilherme Biru. The one thing that, you know, jumped out to me, bro, about that media availability was he said that he's having a lot of trouble uh, translating what he wants to get to eat. You know, he said that he goes places and he's trying to get food, but he uses translating app and that's how he gets, you know, his food at, I don't know what restaurants or fast food joints he's hitting up, but I mean... We need to get b acclimated, bro. Somebody got to translate or somebody got to teach my boy English because he's probably trying to go to Popeyes. He's probably, probably trying to go to Pluckers. I don't know. Maybe Wingstop. Who knows, right? b having trouble. What was that now?
1: Yeah, we got we to gotta take him to, to maybe get Football Critic up there and try to get him to Roadhouse or something. Some Chick fil A yeah, or something like that.
0: Or you know what? We we should even take him to like BJ's Brew House. I'm sure he would love it. I'm sure he would. But uh, Nev, I do want to ask you, what you think about Will Bruin announcing his uh, retirement from professional soccer?
1: No, I mean, like Primo said, uh, congratulations to him being, being able to retire. And, you know, I think he he chose a good time to to hang up the boots. He mm-hmm. had uh, some good, good moments in Austin FC Jersey, you know, some clutch goals that he scored that season. So um, I think uh, as a striker, I mean, the king he'll know more than anybody who the body tells you when it's time and he just didn't mm-hmm. he 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 just didn't look like he was up to it any, anymore towards the end maybe maybe mentally he was but I mean physically it takes a toll on you and at the end of the day the guy has a career that
0: he can be proud of yeah uh, yeah Primo you're right it was all MLS now according to transfer market his all-time stats y'all total 377 matches played he had 93 goals, 38 assists. The guy got 19 yellow cards. I believe he never got a red card. Wow, Philippe Lam status. And he accumulated over 22,000 minutes. So fantastic career, Will Bruin. Hopefully you enjoy your retirement, which is rightfully owned. And we wish you luck here in the top flight pod on your next step in your professional career. Maybe he goes into punditry. Maybe he goes into coaching, but uh, hopefully we see uh, we'll brew we'll in and that side of uh, soccer, you know, maybe in, in the in the in the media or in the coaching part. But all right, gentlemen, we're gonna move forward and we're gonna talk about the New York City FC match because that's the most recent game that just happened. Three-two, Austin FC defeats the New York City FC in ninety in regular ninety minutes. There was an extra thirty minutes played. Now there was a lot of rotation in those thirty, but. At the end of the day, at the end of everything that was played when the teams left, it was 4 4. Four goals for New York, four goals for Austin FC. Now, they were scored uh, by uh, the goals. um, The goal scorers were Zardes off of a corner kick, minute 73. Drew C in minute 82, Diego Rubio minute 87 off of a Danny assist and Valentin Noel he scored Austin FC's fourth goal in minute 13 of that extra 30 minutes of playing time. Now the starting lineup for this match, you can either say it was a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-3-3. Now at, in goal, we had Brad Stuver. Now this is an important lineup, I'll tell you why. Uh, goalkeeper Brad Stuber, at right back Neff, we had John Gallagher. Right center back, we had Hedges. Left center back was Leo Bisonen. Left back, we had Jean Kolmanich. In the midfield, this is very important midfield, we had Alex Ring, who was the 6, Dani Pereira, who was at the 8, and of course, Juicy Dior was at his spot at the 10. In the attack, we had Ethan Finley on the right wing, Jazzy Zard is at the 9, and Emiliano Regoni on the left side. Now, Neff, I said it was important a couple seconds ago. Why is it important? Well, because I believe this is the team that's going to face Minnesota come opening night. Do you agree with me, yes or no?
1: Yeah, I think it's the closest uh, that it's going to get to um maybe maybe Beto once he's once he's ready uh, other than that I mean as, as close as it gets yeah
0: now there was some movement right there was some, some subs you mentioned Beto he made his Q2 debut right at the 74th subbing in for Kolmanich. and at the 79 Rubio and Obrion came on and really won the match for Austin FC in 90 minutes because they came on and brought an absolute shift. now Uh, Before we get Primo's uh, thoughts on the match, some match details, of course. New York went up. They were 1-0 up uh, at the halftime uh, after Stuber was caught off his line. A goal from the midfield is what Alex was telling us. Now, uh, when the second half started, New York went up quickly, if I'm not mistaken, just seconds or minutes into the second half. It was 2-0, and apparently New York City FC also missed a penalty. Now, Austin scored all of their goals in the second half, as I mentioned earlier, after the 75-minute or so. Now, Primo, you heard about the goal scorers. It was Zardes, it was Druce, it was Valentino, it was Rubio. I mean, what was your thoughts on, on this match, bro? I mean, another one that had no stream, but there was a lot of updates because there was people at the Verde store, myself included. I was there with Aries. So there was a little bit more details than some of the Coachella matches, um, not the LA one. But what was your thoughts on this 3-2 or 4-4 result that Austin FC had against New York?
2: Um, you know, definitely, I think it's, it was a good way to close off, uh, our preseason. Uh, you know, we're at home, everyone's still performing like they were at the beginning. So, um, very, very good way to to finish off. And, um, you know, I think, I think we're looking good against Minnesota, um, coming, coming that day. So, uh, overall, I'm happy with the result. Uh, you know, I know it ended up as, as a tie, but, um, you know, I, I, I like seeing, those goals score. Zardes getting on on the lead on the for sure. board, uh, Diego again. Um, Drusi. Drusi Dior. Save. Know, Save I, hey, that goal was actually pretty nice. I, I like that Gallagher assist. Yes.
0: Shout out to Johnny yeah. G. Now, let, let's talk goal. about some goal details. Uh, because Austin MC, of course, was posting at least the goals. Uh, Zardes scored off of a corner kick delivered from either Rigoni or Now, I'm going to say it was from Rigoni because, if I'm not mistaken, Jean right now, he's playing with some, like, fuchsia, hot pink-looking boots. And I think Rigoni is wearing, like, some regular either black boots or some white boots. And off of the corner kick, you can kind of tell it with some darker shade of soccer cleats. So, I think it was Emiliano Rigoni. Now, Drewsey scored from a play developed on the right wing by Obreon and assisted by Gallagher. Excuse me, just like Primo mentioned. And then Rubio, he scored his goal from a play also created on the right wing that was assisted by Dani Pereira off of a cheeky backheel flip. Absolutely beautiful. Those Venezuelans are crazy, bro. Dani Pereira, bro, chill out. Now, with this match, with, well, with this match concluding, with it ending, we know who the top scorers of preseason are now. Now, the assists Nef, are a lot harder to keep track of because some of them you couldn't really tell who they were from. But the scores we know exactly to 100%. Now, the top scorers were Diego Rubio with three. Khaled O'Brien, he had three goals as well. Valentino, three goals also. Keeping up, he's not a youngin. Drusy with two. Zardes had two as well. Jimmy Farcarlin, El Bryant, he had two goals. And then Daddy Pereira, last but not least. my G Danny, he had a goal as well. Now, Nev, uh, your thoughts on, on this match or if any uh, any opinion you have on the top scores, please give me your, your thoughts on this 3-2, 4-4. Four, four.
1: I think given, given that Rubio didn't participate in all of the preseason the fact that he was able to gather three goals i think it's pretty impressive i think uh, i don't know if he's matched like a full 90 minute player i don't think he is but the fact that he was able to act it seems like he has acclimated fairly well so that sure. that being said you probably have a good super seven there um of course the, it's nice to always nice to see danny with with the goal being the very first game but I think the one that surprised me the most other than than, than Jimmy has been uh, uh, Noel. I think nobody really saw him scoring as much as he did uh, or even probably getting the preseason that he did. Uh, with that being yeah. said, I, I do hope he gets that first team, that first team contract or action, uh, whichever it is. Uh, the, the forwards line seems to be doing its job. I think it's really the back line that kind of assessment that that has to has to be heavily worked
0: on. Okay, now Neff, you do mention Noel. We can talk about him just super quick. We got a minute or so to spare on this topic. Uh, the final thirty minutes, I mentioned it ended four four. Valentin Noel was the goal scorer for Austin FC. Uh, now New York they scored four minutes into that extra period. Austin FC clapped back with the cheeky chip by Noel, as mentioned, uh, and then New York ended up with the last lap as they scored the fourth. Uh, their fourth late into the extra period of play into like the 29th minute or so but you mentioned valentine noel well, you know a kid that really has not given up on his on his uh, on his hope to play for austin fc's first team we know what he's done with F, um, uh F efcito champion mvp of the final you know one of the top scorers or the top score for ipsito last season if i'm not mistaken but a kid that you look at him you know you say hey how is this guy not on the first team already but there's more than just his talent right there's more than that right there's international spots and also he has to spend on Valentino noel and unfortunately i think right now they're not willing to take that chance on Valentino noel and maybe that's that's what it looks like from outside in right i'm not i'm not in, in with the people making these kind of decisions that's right so uh, we'll talk about this starting lineup real quick uh, for the 30 minutes we had cleveland he, who he was in goal at defense, we had Hector Jimenez, Brandon heinz Antonio Gomez, who is still on trial, and Guilherme Biru. He was playing at Q2 Stadium at that left-back position on the extra 30 minutes. In the midfield, we had Valencia, Neff. We had Owen Wolf, and, of course, Valentino Noel. In the attack, Javier O'Brien, Rubio was at the ninth, and CJ Fadry, who seems to be back from injury, uh, he is at the left wing, or he was at the left wing. Now we mentioned the, the, the goal details. We talked about Valentino Noel, bro. Uh, Neff, anything else you want to add? on the bad boy, the bad number 10 from France,
1: Mr. Valentino Noel. Uh, the only thing is that I, w- I wish he has a, a wonderful season. I think he deserves to have playing time in the team thing. Uh, unfortunately, Austin seems to only be having two competitions to worry about this year. So it seems like every minute uh, it's going to be fought for. Um, is the US Open Cup thing already done? They're going to be participating no. in it. It's still, but it's, still here. And, so it's MLS Cup. and League Cup at the moment, correct? Yes, but we'll see what happens with the USL. Okay. Uh, with, with that, with that being said, man, it's are going to be scars. Uh, they're going to have to be very, uh, very fought for. And hope oh, he has a great season. I think, I think he's it in him okay. to, to get some. For sure,
0: for sure, mate. Now, Primo, is there anything you want to add on this match before we move forward? You know, it was the final match of preseason, right? We 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 see all the, all the games, and, you, you know, you try to take them at face value. It is just preseason, mate, but uh, what was your thoughts, any final thoughts on this New York City FC match that ended 3-2 or 4-4, however you want to look at it?
2: Um, I mean, not nothing too crazy. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, just a good way to finish off preseason already. I'm ready for these official games to start. And um, as far as the lineup, you know, I, th- you know, I think that is going to be our lineup. Maybe Rubio sneaks in, Mr. Zardes, you know. I'm I, w- not opposed. I, I, w- I wouldn't be mad at that. But uh, that, that would probably be the only difference I see on on um, opening day. So, But, okay. yeah, other than that, you know, decent preseason, I think.
0: Okay, now, gentlemen, I have some questions here for you guys, uh, pretty much on the ending of, of preseason, and I want to ask you the first one. You know, who impressed you the most in preseason? Neff, if you want to give me your name first. What player stood out to you the most the seven games that Austin MC had before the opening night that's happening next week?
1: Uh, like I like mentioned before, I think the one that surprised me the most, just, just based on numbers, right, because we couldn't see most of that action is Noelle. Uh uh, with that being said, uh, also, like I mentioned before, I would I would give Rubio his flowers. I mean, coming in and scoring three goals and in short notice the way he did, I think that was, that's great, and hopefully uh, he's able to replicate that during the season.
0: Okay, so Neff says, Valentino, well, Primo, can I get your name for the player that impressed you the most in preseason?
2: That impressed me the most? I'm going to say... I'm going to say Jader. I was going to say Diego, but um, I just didn't really know too much about Jader when he first came in. You know, Diego Rubio has been, you know, his name's always, you know, recognized throughout the league. So, um, but Jader, you know, did surprise me coming in um, from Dallas and uh, continuing his, his work here in Austin. Okay. All right. Good take. So I'm going to give you all my name
0: i have i actually wrote down three in case you guys took either either one of them that i said right so i put down jader o'brien i put down jimmy farcarlone el bryant and then i put diego rubio uh jimmy of course he stole the hearts of the entire fan base this preseason i mean he came in like a rocket you know he 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 came in like a wrecking ball shout out to uh miley cyrus right but uh jader o'brien primo you mentioned him he came in and Although the signing was maybe a little bit criticized when we got him from the re-entry draft. They're saying, oh, you know, this guy, he was maybe the best you could get from that re-entry draft anyways, right? So he fit the budget. But what he's been what he's been producing, I like. What Diego Rubio has been producing, I like. What Jimmy Farquhar has been producing, I like. Now, Neff, I know it is preseason, bro, but so far what these guys have shown me in those games now – from what we've seen they're just goals that we have analyzed really and the la galaxy match that we got to see 100 percent but those three names i'm gonna have to choose i'm gonna have to ride with for who impressed me the most now the other question i have gentlemen is what three things did we learn this preseason now i'll get the ball rolling right these are my things that i wrote down number one defense is still a liability a lot to work on i know wolf has been saying that they're putting an emphasis on the defense i want to see more of it i don't think the work is finished there yet number two Rubio and Hader are game changers for us in MC. That's my second take. And number three, and this might be a harsh take, maybe a poo-poo take, but we're going to see Danny versus Owen like we've never seen it before for who's going to get that position. And I think Valencia is going to get treated like the stepchild and he's just going to be forgotten. I don't think he's going to get a chance. As much as I want to see Valencia get a chance, I think it's going to be juicy. Alex Ring and whoever wins that battle between Danny Pereira and Owen Wolf. Neff, what do you think? Uh, what are your three things?
1: Um, well, I can sum up my the three things I learned and and only really one, which is being it's more of the same. Uh, I don't think we saw many new things other than new faces. And with that being said, um, same system same coach basically same players i don't see much uh for the team to have any substantial change or much change if at all so yeah i i think there is some new things i don't think that they're necessarily upgrades but i, I mean i'm hoping hoping to to see a better result than last season
0: Okay. Now, uh, Neff. While we get Primo take, if you could do me a favor and turn off your camera and turn it back on just real quick, please. Now, Primo, your three things that you learned this this uh, this preseason.
2: Um, three things. I'll probably say, um, one probably being, um, you know that these Fcito guys that 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 came up are most likely not gonna probably be in the first team. Um, even though they, they had a pretty good preseason, I don't, I don't really see any of them making it into this first team, uh, at least this season, you know, maybe in the future they all of them definitely have bright futures, but, um, I'm not seeing it this year. Um, another thing I'll, I'll probably say, um, you know, Lerelo Cook, man, Lerelo Cook, he's cooking, he can, you know, he did his thing this, this off season, um, got us, got us what? What we were able to get, you know, in based on the situation that we are, but um, and then the third thing, you know, the guys that he did bring in, um, you know, they're they're here to work, man. You know, they they're here to do their thing. They're here to to hopefully improve this team and hopefully, you know, do you know they they all want to show up, man. They all want to come here. They all want to grow as a professional. Um, and I'm glad that it's, it's happening here because um, you know we 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 kind of need it.
0: All right, all right, my Gene. Uh, thank you, Nef and Primo, for sharing your three things that you learned in the preseason. Now, uh, I want to move forward to what the MLS experts and pundits had to say about Austin FC's spot in 2024. Now, I know this is a hot topic, and everybody's been talking about it today. We recorded this podcast Sunday, February 18th. So let's, gentlemen, let's get into it because we had a heated heated exchange. Uh, Earlier today talking about this now uh, for the people listening for the listeners out there I want you to let us know either on Twitter or in the comments of this podcast Who you agree with where you sit at who are you riding with if it's shotgun that you have to take in each one of our cars and to a destination of Predictions, right? But uh, let's see. Let me pull it up here on my screen. So we have it ready the predictions from the MLS experts. Now in the Western Conference Finals, they have number one Seattle, two LAFC, three SKC, number four FC Dallas, number five St. Louis, number six Houston Dynamo, seven LA Galaxy, eight Rossout Lake, nine Vancouver, 10 Portland, 11 the Colorado Rapids, 12 Minnesota United, 13 San Jose and finally dead last wooden spoon contenders, the MLS experts have Austin FC at 14th spot. Now, Austin FC fans were not happy about this, to say the least. They were pretty upset. Uh, a lot of people don't think that this is where Austin FC is gonna end up, and I'll read some comments here in a bit. The MLS experts said the strength that Austin FC has is that Sebastian Drussi and Diego Rubio should fit well together. Brad Stuber remains the most underrated goalkeeper in the league. And they don't know they don't think it's wrong to expect significant improvement from Danny Pereira and Owen Wolf. And that's the team spine right there. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <Ooh. coughs> Excuse me. The pundits are probably thinking about me right now. Now, the experts, the pundits, they say their weakness is pretty much everything else. Now, key departures, they have Nick Lima, Ronnie Redes, and Maxi Urruti. Maybe Nick is probably the, the, the hardest one to deal with from those departures. I can deal with Maxi leaving and also Ronnie Redes, like Primo mentioned earlier. And then the key signings, the key additions, they mentioned Guilherme Biru, Javier O'Brien, and Diego Rubio. Three names that both of you guys and I have talked about multiple times on this podcast that we're excited about their uh, contributions that are going to come here in 2024. And the predictions, last but not least, before I get Neff's take on this, Marcelo, Bar- Marcelo Balboa, 13th in Western Conference. Kendra de St. Uben, 14th in the Western Conference. Matt Doyle, Mr. Mister Matt Doyle, OU, little rascal, 14th in the Western Conference. Brian Dunseth, 13th. Miguel Gallardo, 14th. Antonella Gonzales, 12th. Jason Jones, 14th. Sacha Kleshton, 13th. Kaelin Kyle, 14th. Lori Lindsay, 14th. Frederick Lord, 11th. Eh, not too bad. Joseph Lowry, 14th. Sammy Sadovnik, 10th. Shout out Sammy. Andrew Weeb 14th. Diego Valeri, 11th. And Jake Ziven, 13th in the Western Conference. Now, Neff. Most of the comments on Instagram and on Twitter have been, yo, don't listen to them. It's time to prove them wrong. But then you also see comments like this one that I'm about to read. This is from uh, Bright Verde. Shout out to Marcelo Paro. They used to work with us at Top Flight in the first season or so. He says, seeing how other teams in the West have been improving their squads and comparing that to our progress, I don't see how it's far-fetched to believe Austin will be one of the worst teams next season. So, Nep, I'm going to start off with you on this topic. Do the pundits have a
1: point here the pundits have a point uh to a certain degree um because i do not think and like many people have pointed out these guys do not watch us NFC season long so they don't For sure particularly have a great idea of why this team went wrong in the first place uh, with that being said a lot of in the reports of strengths and weaknesses are all very general things it's not as easy as saying the defense is bad and this and the attack is good it, it's not it's not as simple as that it's a lot of uh, analysis tactical and and otherwise that that goes into it that being said i don't think they're the most qualified people for these type of assessments they're the experts and um, that's the experts uh, Uh, I'll let anybody who wants to agree with that agree with that. I don't particularly agree with that. Uh, With that being said, it is a very very general idea, which I do agree with that Austin FC has not done enough to to generate or to see too much change. So you agree with with that being said last year? I agree with a 14th place uh, or 10th and below place, I, but just in this particular topic, yes. With that being okay. said, Austin finished 12th last season, and I don't know where you guys are going put to put Austin FC, but 12th is closer to 14 than perhaps where you guys are going to put Austin FC at, so I don't okay. think it's far-fetched.
0: Okay, now I want to get Primo's opinion on this because uh, the, the, the three of us here had a heated exchange earlier, and Neff clearly agrees with the pundits, the MLS experts, even though he just said that they're not qualified, but it is what it is. Neff does have some points that we were talk- talking about it earlier. Now, Primo, come into this conversation. Mate, do the pundits have a point here, or do are you with Austin FC fans or the majority of the Austin FC fans that say, yo, there's no way we finish 14th? I mean, Wooden Spoon? I mean, there's some improvements on this team that you can see black and white. You got to dig deeper. You got to take, you know, you, things that have to happen. You, you know, you can't take the preseason uh, to what 100% to say, oh, because of this, this is going to happen. Because we're scoring goals, they're going to score goals here. I believe that's what Neff was saying earlier, right? But, I mean, there's been improvements in this team that make you think we could probably scrape playoffs, right? Or I mean, where where are you at anymore on this, on this case?
2: Yeah, it was, a, a, you know, a big topic today. Um, you know, I, it, it is what it is at the end of the day. You know, whatever these pundits put off see, you know, it's it's going to be put out there. It's going to be in the media. It's going to be in in social. So people are going to take it how they take it. 14th, um, come on, man. That's when I saw that, that was like a big middle finger to my face. It was like a slap in the face. And I'll tell you why. I in my opinion, I think we had a, a better off season, not only, you know, on the field, but on the people we were signing, on the moves we were making. I think in my opinion, I, we did a lot better than than expected. And so with that, you know, we brought in Diego Rubio, which is in my opinion a good striker, bro. He's he's a good striker. I don't I don't see why people downplay him so much. But um is it enough to make us champions? No, it's not. But I think what it's enough playoffs? to put us it it's it's enough to put us in that playoff and then come the summer, you know, that's when everyone's expecting these big moves, you know, big big hopefully bigger names. You know, I'm I'm going to make a little Dragon Ball Z reference here, you know. I think we're going to be scraping by around the summertime summertime we're gonna take that senzu bean and we're just gonna hey we're just gonna come back to life so i I, i'm gonna put us six i'm gonna stick with six this whole time i don't care bro i don't care i'm gonna stay i'm gonna stick with six six. and i I look at the list of all the teams that are put above us between here and six we can beat those teams we can beat all those teams Oh,
0: okay. I thought I was gonna have Austin FC at, at the highest in eighth or, or ninth, but my G Primo tonight on the Top Flight Pod he says that Austin, he has Austin FC finishing at six. And you know what, Primo, you do make a good point. Some of the teams that are up there, we can beat, bro, 100%. But you know, we the, the the main question is like, can we sustain it? Can we keep it going until October, until November? I mean, last season it was over by October, maybe September, depending on how you looked at it, right? But I believe there was still hope until there was none at all. But Neff, he might tell you something different. But, you know, Neff, you hear Primo say that we've made some improvements, not enough to make us champions, but enough to secure a sixth-place spot, maybe seventh, maybe eighth. And he's not coming off of that hill. So I want to ask you, I mean, number one, do you think that the improvements that Austin has made are enough to make a playoff spot or a playoff, you know, possible run for the playoffs? Some pundits have Austin FC finishing up just short, missing out on 10th, 11th, right? Um, And, you know... I want to ask you also, where do you have them finishing up at, if you can put, like, a final number on it? So the improvements, are they enough, and where do you have them finishing up at?
1: I want to say that, and I mean no disrespect to Primo, but he's basing this on his feelings, on how he feels. Because I don't think that he's actually – I think he's given preseason and what it is a whole different meaning than what it actually is. Preseason has nothing to do like, it's not about results. It's not about results. It's okay. about being physically ready for the season, getting you physically up for it. That's what it's for. It's not about whatever people just try to ramble on about, right? Now, with that being said, I put Austin FC at 12th or eleven. Pick one of those I'm going to put 12th. I don't think that they're going to be any better. Now, it's ridiculous to put championship next to Austin FC anywhere near. There's, I don't understand how you can even reference Austin FC Sr. that right now. Now, If I'm wrong later on, which again I'll repeat it, I hope I am. Then you can, then you can put it there. But this okay. team now, at the moment, it's nothing to do with it. Now, Neff,
0: I do, I do want to bring up just a couple points before we uh, move on to some European results is the fact that, and this is something Primo and I agreed on earlier, you know, the direct improvements that have been made are pretty good. Ronnie Redes for Javier o- Obreon, that's an improvement. Maxi Urruti out, Diego Rubio in, that's an improvement. You know, um, you have guys like Guillermo Rubiro coming in to reinforce that back line, improvement. Brendan heinz although he's not a, a hot-shot center back, he's not somebody that's making people look twice, but he could be a good key role player, a good role player that comes in. He already knows what the culture is about. He knows that the fan base expects a lot from him. So he already has that since day one. I mean, wouldn't you agree that those are marginal improvements that Austin MC could use to probably make a good run for that ninth, eighth place spot? Is Am I wrong to think
1: that? That Ronnie Redes was replaced by a positive? Yes, yes. And I, and I am going to tell you why. Because all those players that you just named, one of them already told you, that he's not fit for the system, that he does not understand the system yet. With that being said, you have a whole team that doesn't already fully understand the system. You want these two, these four players to come in and solve what last season was, it's not gonna happen out of thin air. This system takes years and it takes very specific type of players to function. Austin mm-hmm. FC does not have that at the moment. And like I told in you in the last summer. episode. In FC, the summer is- even in the summer. Look what happened one day when they in summer. Dastler's Deceler. coming in. Dastler's coming in this summer. Okay, that's fine. He's not going to be able to do it because his team does not play that system as- entirely. So he's going to have to adapt. And he's going to have to adapt not only to a new country and a new league. He's not going to have to adapt to Wolf as well. Okay. So don't, don't don't take all of those factors lightly. All of that factors in to a whole lot to make a team. All of those things could end up probably taking you worse to where you finished last season.
0: Okay, now, Neff, real quick, I want to give Primo a chance to clap back at your response to what he's had to say before we go on to the next topic. Primo, anything you want to mention on the topic? You know, Neff is not backing down either. He's saying a 12th, maybe 11th, but he's betting on that 12th. Primo, you're saying sixth place. I'm saying anywhere from ninth to eighth. Be lucky if we end up in seventh. Tenth is a possibility as well, but I see us making the big party, the playoffs. Anything else you want to say on this topic, Primo?
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I see us making the big party this season and, and you know, getting that playoff game at Q2 again. Uh, Neff, I, I know what preseason is, buddy. I, I know what it is, and... Uh, What I saw from preseason is uh, I saw goals. I saw assists. I saw no one got injured. uh, And I think that's what you want from preseason. Everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing. And that's the first step, bro. When you bring in these new guys, that's exactly what you want to see in preseason. So it's it's not about the results or anything like that. You know, these guys are ready, bro. These guys are coming in with confidence. And, you know, this might be a hot take or, or whatever. But I think we have a better team. This year than we had last starting last season.
1: Mm.
2: And, and that that should tell you. A can lot. you
1: can you can you agree that it doesn't take much to have a better team than you had last season? But there's no, improvements it, made. It, it, it doesn't take much, but there that's it's improvement, bro. And, it's not a we're not doing a lateral. And, and, move and like I said, listen, if you go from one to two, that's an improvement. But you don't want to go from one to two. You wanna go from one to four. Oh, well, yeah,
2: I three. mean, everyone least. does, but in the in the situations that we are and, in, in, you know, and everything that we're going through, unfortunately, we can't make those moves right now. we got to wait a, a little bit longer, so we're doing what we can, and I, I think Rodo did a fantastic job.
1: Okay, think- with that being said, you're doing what you can. Doesn't sound like a sixth-place team. No, no, no. it doesn't I'm right now. It does it right now. You know, it's a long so, season. So, so
2: and, no. you know, you can almost cut the this season, this, the MLS season in two, almost, you know. First first, and then after the summer, you know, it's goal time. So, I, that's that's when I see it coming.
0: If I may, if I may, referee, ding, 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 right? Ding, 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 ding. Fighters, go to your corners. In Primo's defense, in Primo's defense, Austin MC, Rodolfo Burrow, Josh Wolf, they can make positive reinforcements in the summer to help, what the team is struggling in in that first half of the season, like Primo said, you can almost cut the season right down the middle, right? If we survive, if Boston survives that first half, brings in positive reinforcements for that second half of the season, and if, is there a chance, bro? Yeah, last, last thing. Is there a chance if in the summer there's positive reinforcements?
1: Is there a chance? There's always a chance, man. But all, like I said, it's not in your odds. Oh, Well, you
0: know what, bro? Take Take me to Vegas. I'm lucky. I'm lucky and I'll tell you why. Uh, before we go on to Europe, uh, when we went to the uh, kit un- unveiling, uh, we met up at the studio. It was me, football critic Brian uh, and uh, Danny Benz. We went to the downtown part where the building was at, the Dillo kit and whatnot. When we parked, couldn't find my phone so it took me like another two, three minutes to get out of the truck and go on. But As we were walking down the the garage road or whatever one that we were getting down to the first level because we were on the second, we crossed paths with Rodo. Rolo was doing the same thing we were doing. He was parking and we were parking also. And he was having, uh, he, he just asked us for just a little bit of help on the parking situation and we helped him you know complete the payment and whatnot and it was pretty cool We got to meet Rodo. Uh, he's a human just like everybody else And he doesn't like the parking situation and the garages downtown So maybe city of Austin could do something about that, but uh, really really funny little, uh, anecdote. and we had a conversation We walked with Rodo to the actual kit unveiling party But the conversation we had unfortunately cannot be shared on the top flight pod, but gentlemen we're going to move forward to a bit of European results. Now, if if you don't mind, guys, I know we're all Real Madrid fans here, but let's start in the EPL. Uh, we had results come in yesterday. Brentford lost to Liverpool 4-1. Liverpool is in front of the EPL. They lead, uh, they lead the league in first place. Arsenal, another thumping win, 11 goals in two games. They beat Burnley 5-0. They're cooking. Bournemouth and Newcastle 2-2. Aston Villa and Fulham 2-1. Forest beats West Ham 2 0. West Ham got a red card. Tottenham loses out to Wolves 2 1. Man City and Chelsea 1 1. I know B was absolutely going crazy when Sterling got that goal, but City, you know, they tied up 1 1 because they're freaking City. And then today we had Sheffield United lose out to Brighton. They lost 5 0 with the red card themselves. The game that I paid a lot of attention to, I watched this game actually, I was watching it kind of play by play with Eric. And everybody that's on Discord, uh, shout out to Tucker. He was keeping up with that as well. Luton Town, they lost to Man United 2-1, but Luton hit the crossbar, the, the top of it, right in the last play. They had a corner kick and Ross Barker. He just puts it at the top of the crossbar. It was so close. And then Everton, they play Crystal Palace tomorrow. So make sure to keep an eye out on that. Now, Nev, uh, any results that come out at you? Any results that pop out from the Premier League uh, that come out to pop out at you?
1: the the man city chelsea game at that was pretty nice uh it was nice seeing uh chelsea always play a fairly fairly, fairly beautiful game so it was just oh. it was very nice to see them against uh what chelsea is so Mate. um very very good game Mate, man city had 31 shots <laughs> oh my god Incredible. 31
0: shots well, only five of those
1: were on target yeah Ooh. it's insane but uh Haaland had had a difficult game. Uh, Apparently there was some off the field stuff. So that's unfortunate. But, man, City can still have a game.
0: Okay. Now, Primo, your Spurs, Tottenham Hotspur, they lose out to Wolves. Now, Tottenham, they find themselves in fifth place, bro. They dropped out of that top four contention just right now. There's still more games to go. But I know Neff doesn't have a horse in this league. But, Primo, your horse or your chicken is Tottenham Hotspur, uh, Spurs. Uh, what's your take on uh, Ange and his boys? You know, top five. You no know, Harry Kane. I mean, how is Tottenham doing right oh, now, bro? Man.
2: It was it was uh, going into this game. I already kind of you know I had a feeling, and so it's kind of it's kind of starting to get like that towards the, the you know towards the end of the season. We're obviously not not performing as we were at the beginning. You know, in the beginning we we're looking bright. You know, things were were. We're good in the beginning, but it's it's starting to to shatter a little bit. We're still in in the European spot, so uh, hopefully we can sneak into top four. Um, yeah, man, you know we got a few few more games left. Uh, I know there's definitely some big ones coming up, but um, it's it's just really hard to tell right now, especially with Tottenham, bro.
0: Yeah, roller coaster club, mate. Now uh, relegation battle. We have Everton in 18th, Burnley in light in 19th. And Sheffield United, they find themselves in 20th. Now, uh, the points-wise, uh, Everton has 19, so they're not too bad. Burnley has 13, and Sheffield has 13, so six-point difference there between 9th and 18th and 19th. Now, Everton, are they are are they going to go down this year, bro? Is is it going to be the year that Everton goes down? I feel like they've been flirting with that with that you know that battle just way too much to be comfortable, but. Hey, it is what it is. Shout out to the Evertonian fans out there. I, I can't believe there's any Everton fans out there outside of Everton. But if you're out there, I'm with you. Now, uh, moving forward to the Bundesliga, because we have some fans in the Discord that that really follow this league a lot, especially our Bayern fans. And it's tough being a Bayern fan right now. I mean, you you just to just to think that you've experienced years, almost a pretty much a decade of success in the Bundesliga, and then you get Harry Kane, and out of nowhere, your team just Crumbles, man. I mean, eight points behind first place uh, Leverkusen led by Xavi Alonso. Neff, I'm going to start off with you because I know Xavi's your guy. But I mean, what is going on in the Bundesliga, bro? I mean, Bayern Munich, 50 points, Leverkusen, 58. Xavi Alonso is doing a job in the Bundesliga.
1: Yeah it's it's incredible what uh, what Xavi has been able to do with Leverkusen. I mean let's not forget when Xavi took the uh the hell that Leverkusen and Leverkusen were 17th place and he was able to get them into Europa Europa League spot last season and it's performing fairly well for them now. He he's topping the, the league by 8 points. I mean that that's incredible. And at the same time it's it's unfortunate. I mean Bayern have a squad. They they have such talented players. Uh, one of them being one of my favorites to watch nowadays uh Musiala Musiala's one of the uh, latest and greatest dribblers wasn't, that we have wasn't in the world, there so.
0: links wasn't there links between Musiala and Real Madrid after the world cup uh
1: there was even before then like the, it's there was there's been links for a couple of years uh but ultimately it was more of a Jude or Musiala and oh, okay. and Jude, Jude the right Jude decision one. Was made. Okay. I, I mean, certainly a great decision. Uh, I, I think I wouldn't discard Musiala ever coming to Madrid. I mean, a lot a lot of things can happen. A lot of players transfer all the time, so I mean, hopefully it would
0: be. It would. It would be nice to see that happen. Now, like I mentioned, Leverkusen is running away with it. They lead Bayern Munich, which is second place with by eight points. So we'll see what happens at the end of the Bundesliga. But I think everybody knows. Uh, but they don't want to realize it, what's going to happen. Now, just real quick, Serie A, Inter, My, uh, Inter Miami, Inter Milan, they're running away with that league. Uh, they won today. I'm sorry. They did not They not won today, but their last match looks like they won it uh, on the 16th of February, 4-0 against Salemitana. Mitana. I'm sure that was a tough team to beat, 4-0. Come on, get out of here. Wait, that's where Ochoa plays, bro. That's where Ochoa plays, yeah. I think there was a, a, a first-half hat trick by Lautaro Martinez, and some people were trolling Guillermo Ochoa. Damn, my G Ochoa, bro. But uh, just w- some other results that were interesting to me that popped out. Uh, AC Milan, they lost to Monza 4-2. to two. Milan had a red card of their, of their own to deal with. Now some standings in Serie A, Inten in first, La Juve in second place, AC Milan in third with 52 points. Oh, I want to see them stay in that top four. I love to see AC Milan in, in the Champions League. It's just something beautiful about it. And then Atalanta in fourth place, they got 45. And Bologna, not too far off in fifth with 45 as well. And La Roma, no Jose Mourinho. And they got 41 points. But uh, it is what it is. Now, gentlemen, moving forward to the league that we all love here, which is La Liga. Shout out to them. I love that league. Now, match day, 25 of 38. And if we had Villarreal tie against Catafe, 1-1. Atleti de Madrid, they beat La- Las Palmas 5-0. Osasuna beat Cadiz 2-0. Celta de Vigo lost to Barcelona 2-1. Valencia and Sevilla, they tie without goal, 0-0. Zero, zero. Real Madrid with a red card, a late red card. We'll talk about that game right now. They tie 1-1 one, one against Mindy Jordan's Rayo Vallecano. Eric predicted this match was going to be a draw, and he got it right. And I told Jordan, Rayo Vallecano always gives us an interesting match. We didn't beat them this season, actually, to point that out. Granada, Almería, 1-1. One, one. Mallorca loses to Real Sociedad, 2-1. Real Betis and Alaves tie, 0-0. Nil, nil. And Athletic Club play... Football Critics Girona tomorrow at 2. That's on Monday. Make sure to check that out. Now, uh, getting into the Real Madrid versus Rayo Vallecano match. Nef, Raul de Tomas, Real Madrid's ex-Cantera player, a guy that I wish stayed, but, you know, it's so hard to to be consistent in a club like Real Madrid and really even get a chance to play for them. But Raul de Tomas from the penalt- penalty spot, he makes no mistake. He scored against Real Madrid so many times, too. It kind of pisses me off. But uh, Madrid, they get one back themselves. And then I mentioned Dani Carvajal gets a red card late in the match for really just losing his head for no reason. Dani Carvajal shouldn't be doing that at his age, bro. Grow up. But Nev, your thoughts on that match one-one, and then we'll get Primo's thoughts.
1: I don't know. I think to, today was one of those uh, typical games we play right after a Champions League match. Uh, I don't know what it is that it just it has become a pattern. It's unfortunate. Uh, Carlos seemed to have gotten everything wrong today. Not necessarily with the starting lineup, but definitely with the changes. I, I don't think Modric should have gone as far as he did in the game. Mm. He was very noticeably sluggish throughout the game, and which which is not to tarn- tarnish his legacy at all. I mean, he's a legend of the club. He will always be a legend of the club. Uh, but the, these type of games, he he had he had to come out a lot a lot earlier. Brahim, I don't understand why he was being, uh, why he was brought out um, early as well. So uh, Rodrigo, I mean, I don't even know what to say on that. Benny Benny as well, it's like, it's like they were somewhere in another game They were mentally not there. Uh, With that being said, though, it it is a little setback. We'll see what the result is tomorrow. And just got to prepare for Sunday against Sevilla at the Bernabeu.
0: Yes, that's going to be a really interesting game. It's going to be nice to see uh, Sergio Ramos and Sevilla go into the Bernabéu and see him in that locker room. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of pictures. The last time Real Madrid played Sevilla, we saw that famous picture where Ramos goes up and grabs, uh who is it, Rüdiger from the cheeks when he's wearing the mask, and he pulls it out. Like, what was Ramos thinking? But, Primo, your thoughts on the 1-1 between Real Madrid and Rayo Vallecano. Joselo gets the goal. Modric, Brahim Diaz, Camavinga, they were subbed out along with Lucas Vázquez. The subs that were used was Danny Carvajal, bro, got a red card being subbed on. Uh, Tony Cruz, Rodrigo, like Nev mentioned. And we see Arda Guler starting to get more and more PT. But, Primo, your thoughts on this match?
2: Um, yeah, you know, just how Neff mentioned, a little bit of a setback, definitely. Uh, a little bit of a, of a blow uh, based off of how, how close things are up up, up top right now. But, um, yeah, you know, Rabi uh, Bacano playing at home. Uh, I, I love their stadium, first of all. I think their stadium, they have a good crowd out there. Um, but, yeah, I think everyone's kind of just having a, a little bit of an off day, you know? A little bit of a, you know, chill day, I guess. But it um, just wasn't there for, for Madrid. Could have definitely played a lot better. We've seen them play better uh, this season. So um, it was just one of those games, you know? You ha- you have those games every now and then throughout the season. Um the whole Danny Carvajal thing is definitely a, a, a huge blow you know we got Sevilla next yeah. uh we're at the point really where it we comes have Really to back though. Yeah, really, really it comes back. back, you know. That w- that will help us. Uh, but you know we're we're getting to the point of, of of La Liga where you know Madrid has to be consistent. You know, we we have to be True. getting as many yeah. points as we can right now cuz it's 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 getting to crunch time. So especially with with the team right right on your tail. So uh, I, I see them bouncing back from this. I don't think it's gonna, you know, be too much of a of a of a hard blow to the players. Uh, there's a there's a Champions League game coming up, you know. Um, so the only thing right now that that Danny Carvajal red card, bro. I think that for sure messes up a little That's
0: bit. For sure, bro. Two 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 stains on the on the record. One number one the draw and the, the red card from Dani Carvajal. <laughs> but uh, okay, uh, some numbers, uh, some uh, positions in La Liga real madrid leads first place with 62 points girona they play tomorrow they have 56 points they can go up to 59 uh, just three points away from real madrid if they get those three points barcelona with 54 points atleti in top four they're in fourth place with 51 points and then right behind them atleti club fifth place with 46 and la real sociedad in sixth place with 40 points now gentlemen our pilot must hate us and we really do got to take care more of the planet earth because we went from the united states to Europe, and now we're coming back to Mexico. And we're landing to talk Liga MX real quick, guys, before we end the pod. Now, match day 7 of 17. Querétaro tied 1-1 against Necaxa, Mazatlán, and Mike Chivas de Guadalajara. They tied 2-2. A ah, very annoying result. San Luis, Primo's team, and David Rodriguez aside, uh, he they tied 3-3 with Cholos, Club Tijuana. Uh, Juarez in Puebla match was postponed. Pachuca, football critics Pachuca, they beat America 2-1. to Massive result for Pachuca. Cruz Azul and Tigres. Cruz Azul beat Tigres 1-0. Wow. Both teams saw a red card. And then León beat Atlas 1-0 today. Pumas, unfortunately, defeated Santos Laguna. Nefs Santos Laguna. I'm sorry, brother. And then Monterrey and Toluca are currently in halftime. Nil-nil is the result. But real quick, my unpacked thoughts on the Chivas match. They were up 2-0. El Pocho Guzman had a brace. You know, uh, we were up 2-0. And then there there was really no moment though when you when we felt like Chivas was in control shout out to Sama shout out to Beneno Mexican shout out to Carlos and uh, Rahul everybody that was on discord keeping up with this match i mean Mazatlan was on our butt dude they were just right behind us on our heels just just pressuring and you know putting us in an uncomfortable uncomfortable position and even though Mazatlan has a lot of injuries that they're dealing with they still managed to come back and reach Amarilla with a goal like i believe it was 90 plus 10 he makes it two-two, and Chivas apparently with a red card. I was not happy when I woke up and I saw the result because I was watching it up until like the 85th, 86, 87, and I kept dozing off. And then when I woke up uh, and the next morning, I researched, I checked the match uh, result, and I see two-two. I was pissed. But Nev, talk to me about this 3 0 Pumas uh, Santos Laguna result. Ah, uh, well,
1: it's uh, yet another unfortunate result from for for my teams this weekend. But um, look. I'll be honest. Santos is in it's in a way way deep tunnel of of rebuild. Uh, mm-hmm. Fortunately, we just got a new manager, uh, Nacho Ambri, who was, a lot of you might have already heard mm-hmm. uh, about. And it, it's his first game. The, this team just needs a whole, um, re- almost a new rebrand on what it is the, the situation there with the club it, it's not there at all it's 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 unfortunate how even the people have disconnected from the club itself so it's very uh and uh, again it's uh, it's unfortunate um i hope i hope to see the team get better results in the coming weeks but it's just looking like incre- increasingly unlikely yeah mm-hmm. no it's yeah, it's very. very
0: now, hey, bro. Before we go to Primo's take on uh, San Luis, I can't help but think of this tune when I talk about Liga MX. Just, I don't know why, I dude. I'm sorry. I just I, It keeps playing in my head. When I was painting the room earlier, I was I was listening to that song and painting it up. But Primo. San Luis, they're in 12th place, bro. They're barely making playoffs. The expanded format of playoffs, bro. I mean, what is the deal with San Luis right now, bro? Chivas is at least in in, in seventh, but San Luis is, looks like they're in terrible form, bro. They tied their last match, but they they lost the previous four. What the heck?
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it's a little shaky right now. You know, I'm not too worried. A early. It's a little That's earthquake shaky, early. bro. That's earthquake it's li- shaky. It's a little shaky. You know, you get to the point where you got to hold on to something, but uh Tijuana getting the late equalizer a little unfortunate uh that bro that was that sucked I'm like come on bro but um I think I think they're gonna pull through at the end you know we're gonna we're probably gonna sneak in somehow I think we we had a good run last you know last year so um I don't know man it kind of sucked I I really wanted to beat you know at least Tijuana because we're coming off of some L's but um, hey, this this league is 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 crazy, man. Anything can happen in this league. I recommend anyone it that is. doesn't watch League I to please, you know, just pick a team, man. Just pick a team if you want. There's a lot of good talent out there. You, hey, my if you don't. want if, for the MLS people, my boy Kate cows and Chivas, you know, go support Kate. Chivas. <laughs> Chicharito, yeah. you know. But hey, uh, no League is a lot of fun. Um, so definitely recommend watching it. But it's just it just wasn't wasn't our date that uh when was yesterday
0: bro liga mx has the best out of context moments bro they have the funniest halftime shows the pundits are hilarious the out of context moments are super funny this is one of my favorite leagues bro ever since i was a kid i mean i hope i never stop watching the guy and even though the mls has taken a big chunk of my time dude it's always it's just it just feels naturally right to keep up with Chivas and Liga and Mekis. Like it's just it's just something about it that takes me back to when I was a kid, bro, and had no worries whatsoever. It just Liga and Mekis just holds a part of me that will 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 forever be that little kid that supported Chivas. You know what I'm saying? And you know, to right now at my twenty-eight years of age, I still support Chivas. It's, it's just something about Liga Mekis, bro. It's just awesome. Now, uh moving forward, guys, some future results that are coming up. Chivas plays Pumas next. Uh, San Luis it looks like you guys have Leon next. Or, that's match day eight, but actually before, so they're playing match day nine before eight. And Chivas plays Necaxa on Tuesday, February 20th. Santos plays Toluca February 21st, and then San Luis, you guys play Leon February 24th. So th- those are the next matches coming up. Uh, standings, like I said, Cruz Azul is in first with 16, which is really weird. Pumas is in 15th. Monterrey is in 15th, third place. Pachuca, football critic fourth place with 15. America, Brian's America is in fifth with 14. Tigres, sixth place with 14. Chivas, 12. Necaxa, 11 uh, points. They're in eighth. Toluca, they just got knocked out of CCC, which is weird. They got 10 points. Atlas, eight points. Leon, seventh. And Primos San Luis making playoffs right now with seven points. But gentlemen, we have reached the end of the pod. Once again, thank you so much for being here, guys, making what This is the last episode before the the, the big game, Minnesota. Now, I mean, is there any predictions that we'd like to put
2: out before we close out the pod? Prediction, bro. We haven't had one of these in a minute, bro. Mm-hmm. The prediction for the home opener. What prediction, do we got? We're, we're, home opener. Now, before you answer, we didn't really talk much
0: about the preview for Minnesota because I want to have a space midweek, right? That's if, if if the fans out there are listening. But pretty much prediction for Minnesota. The result that Austin MC could have that game.
2: 3-1. Oof, I like it. I
0: freaking like it, bro. 3-1. Mm. Mm. Put that on a plate and serve it up with gravy, bro. I like it. I like it. Give me a Dr. Pepper, bro. Neff. Prediction, bro. Dr. Pepper, bro? Bro. What? Um, I just had one today. I'm drinking gross. water
1: now. Disgusting. Uh, but I don't have a positive result for Austin. Uh, uh, I'm going to say a draw. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to say a draw.
0: Mm. Mm. Doesn't sit right with me. Doesn't sit right with me, but it, it, it's a point. The doctor, I'll take it. The Dr. Pepper doesn't either. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, buddy, low blow there, low blow there. But okay, my prediction, Primo said 3-1. Uh, I'm going to soften it up a little bit. I'm going to say 2-1. Two, 2-1 one. Two, one or a clean sheet, 2-0. Two, 2-0, nil. Two, nil, just to keep it there. Now, uh, we'll have a Twitter space midweek, probably on Thursday or something like that, to talk about the Minnesota, talk about everything that happened in preseason, and really hear from the fans to see what's been happening in y'all's, in y'all's world. But uh, like, like I said, thank you for being here, Neff, Primo. Shout out to everybody that listened. Hopefully you have a good day good morning good rest of your day good night uh we'll be back with more so have a good night everybody and be safe there you go